Give me the box. No. You gotta give no. me the box. <laughs> Ooh, kick throw. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. You ain't gonna get away that easy. Oh, oh. and right to the oh. dimension. That's gotta make you Classic barf. strange You're gonna move. barf in the suit. <laughs> I would totally barf in the suit. I would too. totally barf. Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is the year of the shattering of the multiverse, and Spider-Man No Way Home has done its part to crack that multiverse open even wider. And we've got the Spider-Man family reunion we've all been waiting for, and each webhead got the sweet resolution they've all been waiting for. But what is next for Peter One now that he's all alone again? Because he's very much alone. He's oh, the most alone he's ever been. So alone, so sad. So it's the Parker Luck, man. It's the Parker Luck. <laughs> this is Inside Marvel, our after show for Marvel slash Sony's latest entry to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Spider-Man No Way Home. My name is MT, and we're going to talk about some of the biggest revelations and burning questions left over from this magnificent piece of cinema. It is cinema. And discussing this all with me is off-screen producer Brandon. Brandon, what did you think about this dang movie, bro? Oh, MT, this movie. Give this movie the Oscar. Give it the Oscar from every universe. Bring them in. Beautiful yes. stuff. It's it's been a long time coming. It was it was so great to see. It had fan service. It had great action. It had everything we we could want uh, in an MCU film. And my theater had a blast. Uh, they oh, were yes. rowdy for this film. They were rowdy, bro. If your theater is not rowdy for this film, uh, you're not in a movie theater. You're in a library. That that's a library you're in, and go to the actual movie theater because it's impossible for this movie to not get you hyped. It's yeah, literally. The end game comparisons are legit. Yeah, for real. yeah. Drop it. Drop in the clip of Tom Cruise seeing Tenet, being like, "The movies are back, baby. They're back. <laughs> They're back for real this time. The movies are back." But please be safe out there, whatever you do. If yes, you do please, go to the movies, please be, please be safe. Mask up, because there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of people. There, Yeah, there's no way that you're going to go to an empty theater. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, before we dive into our questions left over from the film, let's do a quick plot summer, because a lot happened here. And also, this goes without saying, but huge spoiler alert, if you have not yeah. seen this film, do not watch this video if you have not seen this film, because this film is phenomenal. So stop, go watch this, come back. Okay, cool. But yeah, we begin right where Spider-Man Far From Home left off with J. Jonah Jameson using the DailyBugle.net to reveal the true identity of Spider-Man, thanks to, you know, Quentin Beck's really petty nature and leaked altered video. He also accuses Spider-Man of murdering Beck and using the Stark drones to cause destruction around the world to several national monuments because, you know, Spider-Man just hates national he monuments. He hates national monuments. But then again, ever since he heard that, you know, the Washington Monument was built by slaves... I, I, I understand. I understand. He was probably like, you know what? These are we're all probably going to slaves. But now that this info is out, everyone seems to be after Peter and anyone who knows him. And the Department of Damage Control wants a word with Peter, Aunt May, MJ, and Ned. But thankfully, they know their rights and lawyer up. Literally one of my favorite moments of the film. Ooh. MJ and Aunt May were not messing around. And like, those are the kind of, that's the female energy I need yeah, in my yeah. life. I need know it. Know your rights, I people. Need know you. your rights. And so, yes, Peter lawyers up. But it's not just any lawyer. It is Matt Murdock himself, as we sort of felt, suspected, and hoped and boy, that was a great scene. Ooh. That was a fantastic, rewarding scene. One of the many times I clapped during this movie. I'm not a theater clapper, <sighs> yeah. but like, oh man, this movie got it out of me. I'm not a theater clapper at all. And what a great lawyer he is, guys. What a great lawyer. Such a good, I mean, he caught that brick. He caught it. I don't know how he did it, but he, 
Hey, it's the mystery. Who knows? Uh, maybe he's some type of daredevil. Um, but all this press attention has hurt Peter, MJ, and Ned's dream plans of getting into MIT, which is in Massachusetts, where I live. And Peter <laughs> wants to fix things. So he turns to the Sorcerer Supreme. But yay, it's actually Wong this time, which makes a lot of sense since Doctor Strange was gone for five years and Wong had to take over his duties. Peter then turns to Doctor Strange for help and Doctor Strange tries to do a little magic memory wipe so everyone will forget Peter Parker as Spider-Man. But then Peter has second thoughts during the incantation and then tries to make sure some people close to him remember who he is because it would be kind of weird if everyone forgot. It would be very lonely, right? It's yeah. a good thing that doesn't happen at the end of this movie uh, or else you'd feel really alone. <laughs> Only the magic doesn't like that and then goes haywire and starts making holes in the universe. Yeah, that can be a problem. So Strange <laughs> tries to contain this haywire spell and he sends Peter on his way. As Peter tries to convince the MIT acceptance board to reconsider MJ and Ned. He's attacked on the bridge by none other than Otto Octavius, a.k.a. Bum, Doc Ock. Bum. Oh, boy. Uh, and during the fight, <laughs> it, what a good fight it was. Doc Ock's oh, mechanical so arms absorb some of Peter's nanotech, revealing Ooh. to Otto that this isn't his Peter. No, no, no. Mm. Uh, with the nanotech bonded to the arms, Peter's able to control the arms and restrain Doc Ock. Always pair your Bluetooths, people. <laughs> it looks like Peter's got the upper hand when suddenly a pumpkin bomb signals the arrival of Norman Osborn, <laughs> a.k.a. the Green Goblin. Uh, and before Peter person. can even react, he's portaled back to the sanctum where Otto is mm. placed in a holding cell. Oh, my God. I love that camera angle. Yeah. Uh, a bit, that being portaled. I was like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. It was like very confusing. <laughs> and like even Peter was like, wait, what? Who? I, I don't have to fight? Cool. Cool. Super cool. Doctor Strange reveals that the broken spell has caused people from other universes that know mm. who Spider-Man is to get into our universe to get to Spider-Man. And Strange has already captured Kurt Connors, a.k.a. the Lizard. Super easy. Not a problem for him. Uh, and now he needs Peter to capture the others so he can use his magic box to send them back to the worlds that they belong in. Uh, he gives Peter magical warping web and sends him on his mm. way with a, a Ned and MT offering support via FaceTime. <laughs> you said Ned and MT. What? <laughs> As much as I would love to be to team up with Spider-Man and Ned, uh, I can't. Uh, I don't have I don't have the calcium. <laughs> <laughs> so after Peter captures Max Dillon, aka Electro, and Flint Marco, aka Sandman, Peter gets a tip from Aunt May that Norman Osborn mm. is at feast. Uh, and after collecting him, Doctor Strange is ready to send everyone back to their respective universes to meet their fates. Uh, but what are their fates, you might ask? Well, it's death for mm. some of them. And our boy <laughs> Peter doesn't like that, and he wants to cure them first. But, hey, Strange is not having that because mm -hmm. teenagers do not know the big responsibility that comes with being the Sorcerer Supreme. You got to kill these guys or else everyone's going to die. Strange is, Strange is all Rocky Four in this movie, baby. He's all, <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Straight up. He was like, hey, kid, it's just the job. Yeah, I do yeah. this shit every day. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. I killed tons of people on the table. It's not a big deal. <laughs> That's fate. That's fate. Sorry, folks. It's just Wednesday, my dude. Sorry. <laughs> uh <laughs> But yeah, Strange is not having any of that, and he and Peter fight over the magic box. And by using the power of math, Peter beats Strange and then goes on a mission of healing. And I really love that moment because I love any time we see Peter's nerdness help him in battle. Yeah. Because that is straight up Peter Parker. Like, yeah, yeah. Up. And like showing off his intelligence in like a really good way, which this movie did great. The Peters were very mm -hmm. smart in this movie. And like the fact that Peter Parker beat the Sorcerer Supreme, well, the former Sorcerer Supreme, <laughs> yeah. is a huge deal. Because yeah. like, so, he ain't no chump. That's incredible. Um, then they use Happy's secret Stark tech to start working on cures. But after fixing Otto's inhibitor chip, 
the Green Goblin convinces the other baddies that getting cured just ain't worth it. Being bad is just too good. <laughs> and in the ensuing battle, Aunt May is mortally Ooh. wounded, but not before giving Peter the most important words he needed to hear, that with great power must also come great responsibility. Kind of making it feel like he's never heard that before, which is kind of a really special moment for, yeah. for all Spider-Man fans. But meanwhile, Ned learns of his own magical abilities and with the help of Doctor Strange's sling ring, opens a portal to try to find Peter. But only, uh, he doesn't find his Peter, he finds two of the other Peters from Peter's past. And finally, everyone is reunited and the Spider-Men unite to try and cure the villains. It's a showdown at the Statue of Liberty as the Spider-Men learn to work as a team. And Doctor Strange breaks free of the mirror dimension to see them working together to change their fates. And he's like, oh, that's pretty good. The kid's, uh, he's actually doing it. What an idea. But then a pumpkin bomb in the magic box threatens to shatter the multiverse completely. And our Peter knows what he must do to fix it, and that means letting everyone in the world forget who he is. It works, and everyone is sent home, and our Peter is now truly on his own with no Aunt May, no Happy, no Ned, no MJ. But he has a new suit, which is really great. Like a brand new homemade suit that he makes in his new apartment that is very much, that, that whole ending sequence felt very Spider-Man PS4 to me. Yeah. Like it just, it was very, very like, oh man, this is it. He's finally adult Peter Parker about to do his thing. And then of course, after the movie, in the mid credit scene, we see Eddie Brock trying to piece it all together with Venom and a friendly bartender who's just literally telling the telling him the entirety of the Infinity yeah, yeah. Saga. <laughs> just explaining the drunk. MCU. It's it's me at, <laughs> at Thanksgiving trying to explain to my parents what I do for a living. I, re- I, I wish it was Kevin Feige. I, I oh, really wish it was Kevin good, Feige as the that bartender. That would have been hilarious but just as he starts to get an understanding of everything in the mcu he gets sucked back into the venom verse but not before leaving behind a little a little little goo action goo goo on the table that's a weird tip eddie it's a weird (laughs) tip to leave behind but uh i mean you don't have to report it on your taxes which is the nice oh yeah but hey uh i mean the irs is already evil enough so we don't need them having they got their own (laughs) they got their own goo and then of course after all that we got a trailer for multiverse of madness which is pretty crazy before we continue our merch partners at the epic hero shop have a new latest obsession shirt to help you celebrate the biggest movie of the year spider-man no way home and the shirt is number 11 in the latest obsession series and is called Strange Entanglement. Mm. And like all the latest Obsession shirts, there is a limited supply, and then the shirts will be banished back to the vault. So please grab one right now before it disappears. Yeah, you you'll check forget, out this you'll forget you ever even saw this shirt. It'll right? be wiped from you'll, your memory. You'll forget I even said this, honestly. <laughs> um, we, we're working with Doctor Strange. It's a, it's a really uh, ex- exclusive deal. So you can check out this latest Obsession shirt, along with our other merch options from Spider-Man to Hawkeye to Loki and more at New Rockstars Merch. And before we continue, we want to thank some of the folks that are helping us bring this show to you, including Stance. We recently got a shipment of Stance socks, and we love them. They're very well made, super soft, and have unique designs. We got a little glow up from the toes up. (laughs) Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. One of the coolest parts of Stance Socks is the pop culture collaborations they do. They have socks with designs from Star Wars, The Office, Marvel, and Pixar right now. And I'm going to grab some Pixar socks so I can have some cocoa on my totos. Uh, I love some cocoa me. on my totos. Remember me. <laughs> and it's cool to express yourself with super comfortable, super fun socks. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good, do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance.com and get 50 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code MARVEL at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort 
of a life less ordinary with stance. We also want to thank our friends at Manscaped. That's right, our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure that whatever your holiday plans may be, your chimney will be looking clean. Make sure... <laughs> Make sure you're keeping things fresh this winter with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped and probably some of their female partners as well by going to manscaped.com slash Marvel for 20% off plus free shipping. The Manscaped performance package is a great gift idea for the guy in your life in need of some grooming gear. He can start the new year off right and tight. Hey, Manscaped even threw in two, that's right, two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. The Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Get comfy at home and on the go this season. Get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash Marvel. That's 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash Marvel. That's right, folks. If you didn't get it the first time, that's 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash Marvel. Make your balls a priority this winter. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Yes. Your balls will grow mouths. Each one will grow oh a mouth. Oh, my God. Don't, like, don't put that father. visual into my head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's like a nightmare I had. My balls being like, what are you doing to us? Let us free. My crops. You're my destroying crops. my crops. <laughs> my beautiful crops. I grew these hairs for you, and you shaved them off. What are you? Some sort of prepubescent boy? I grew these hairs for you. I use so much testosterone to grow these crops. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> but of course, there's no better way to start our discussion today than, you know, that magical ending. So our first topic of the day is how did Doctor Strange's final spell even work? Mm. Because in the end, Peter agreed to have everyone's memory wiped of the existence of him in order to heal the cracks in the multiverse. But, like, is everyone with the memory of Peter Parker suddenly just, like, a little bit lobotomized? Like, what about MJ's broken Black Dahlia necklace that we still see her wearing at the very end of the film? Like, does yeah. she not know where she got it? <laughs> She's like, oh, I've always had this. This is totally fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she seems like a trendy, like thrift store shopper so maybe she's just like oh this is another weird piece and like there might be a part of her that is like oh i really like this piece it means a lot to me i want to wear it around mm -hmm. i mean i was so nervous that when peter walked into that cafe and she gets him the don't she's getting the donut to ned that they were gonna like kiss and it was gonna be oh their, me like, too they had like i was so nervous fall in love in like a day or two and i would be like no peter don't watch <laughs> I was very nervous for that. <laughs> Look away, Look Peter. Away, you Peter. don't need to see this. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it was a pretty crazy spell, huh, MT? This reminded me a lot sure. of when I saw Endgame uh, and they did, you know, they do the snap to blip everyone back. And I was like, oh, that was great. And then I'm leaving the theater and I'm like, wait, how did every, how did like every little bit of that work? You know, it's like I have so yeah, many right. questions. It's like, well, what about this? What about that? Yeah, like are the pictures of Peter Parker that were around like all right. of a sudden gone, like Harry Potter style? Like that's I, I find it hard to believe that all like this one spell just altered all this all these details. It's in the magic, universe. It's MT. Kind of it's magic. That is magic. That is, is magic. magic. So that's it's it's not supposed to be believed. Yeah. So. The Harry Potter comparison is really interesting because uh, you're right, MT. And like Deathly Hollows, we see Hermione. She obliviates her parents' memories. Her image like is removed from pictures. Right. But that was just like her parents, right? It, she only did it to them. Right. And, it, and in theory, it was only temporary. I mean, if she dies, she dies. You know, that's how it is. But, uh, <laughs> she dies, she dies. <laughs> she dies, she dies. But in theory, like like she she's gonna come back after you know they take care of Voldemort and be like unbliviate and I'm your daughter again. But this seems mm -hmm. like a pretty permanent spell. 
and it, right. it reaches beyond our the the walls of our universe, right? It reaches right. across the multiverse. So yeah, I guess everyone's just like a little bit lobotomized, which is kind of weird. I wonder how that like works on like a, a biological level. I'd be, I'd be very interested to right. see like the MCU science behind it because like well, it's crazy. It's yeah. a huge spell. And and you bring up like government rec- or like everyone who knew Peter Parker forgets Peter Parker, but that doesn't mean like a government employee would forget get Peter Parker right. Like, cause he's still got to have like a driver's license oh. and like a social mm. security n- number and like medical records. Right. So, and it's mainly it's tied to him being Spider-Man, which in theory, right. a lot of people in the world knew once the news got out from the daily bugle, but like, they all just forget that. So I, I wonder if Peter Park, I mean, I wonder if um, Spider-Man is still considered a villain here uh, because mm. like we see in like, Morbius trailers, uh, there is that picture of Spider-Man with the graffiti, right. like, oh, villain and all that stuff. And it, it is Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, which is still kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm wondering if Peter Parker moving forward is going to have to deal with still the consequences of Mysterio, but only Spider-Man and not his Peter Parker um, personality. Yeah, that's that's a good, that's a good point. Like, I think the world will still remember Mysterio. We'll remember that Mysterio mm-hmm. died and we'll remember that Peter Parker played a role in that. Um, Spider-Man. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know... Trying to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to. (laughs) Podcasts on yeah, podcast your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Or Spider Man. You're right, Spider Man. Sorry, yeah. I forgot Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like if if there's got to be you know like Nick Fury probably had some like records somewhere. Maybe digital. Maybe he's only hard copy because he doesn't trust computers because he knows Zola is running around in every computer in the world. <laughs> but do those files like get changed? Like, does nobody know? You know what I mean? Like, and like, what about Edith? Like the the whole AI, yes. the Karen, both know Peter Parker. Would they forget? Because they're not technically people. So, like, mm-hmm. does the spell affect them? Like, I don't know. It's so we. If the spell does affect data, that is one powerful spell that can go like all over. Like, it can affect right. every a- aspect of reality. I guess the question is: Is like magic stronger than science and technology? Is like the real question, mm. right? Uh, and there's got to be like a weakness to it. There's got to be limits to it, right? Because this is a spell that can be done. I imagine it can be undone either wholly or like piecemeal, right? Well, yeah, I think that like eventually uh, Peter and Ned and um, MJ will eventually get all of their memories back somehow. I think they're going to pull an interstellar and it'll be like the power of love is what drives mm. the universe, right? <laughs> I honestly feel like this is why MJ keeps the Black Dahlia necklace around. Mm. Because, she like, knows, we know I think from it, far from home. Yeah. 
her instincts are like, there's something here. Yeah, like she loves a good mystery. She loves following a good lead. So like if she sees this necklace, she's like, I don't know where this came from. I cannot remember where I got it. I think this is really cool that I can't remember it. So I'm just going to keep it here until I do remember it. And so it's like sort of keeping like the, the half part of her heart with her. Because she like she sort of knows that she's missing Peter. Like it's the sort of, I love that symbolism there. Yeah. Because um, it just it's literally like a half of a heart almost. Well, and she loves broken things too, right? Uh, yes. She this keeps is true. the broken necklace because she loves broken things, and there's nothing more broken in New York right now than uh, our boy Peter Parker. So uh, <laughs> yes, and he's very broke too. Yeah. So very broke, broke and broken, which is nice. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> fascinating, right? MT. Like this was a mm-hmm. a, a trilogy origin story in a way mm-hmm. uh, where spider-man we we had skipped his like or what we consider an origin story but this was like a big reset for him and man seeing the sewing mm-hmm. machine and the homemade suit uh and like <laughs> I, I love that he was inspired by his sprite spidey bros from across the multiverse to be like no i'm going back to the red and blue baby let's do it mm-hmm. uh it was it, it was great but i think one interesting thing we did get to see right is Peter at uh, Aunt May's grave, which how dare they? How could they do that to us? Jesus. Uh, and Happy's there. And Happy, and they both know, you know, he brings up, I knew her through Spider-Man. And so, and Happy uh-huh. is like, me too. So Happy obviously has a memory of Spider-Man. So I, right. I we can extrapolate that to the rest of the Avengers, right? Uh, including Doctor Strange, who's going to forget Peter. Um, right. Which, when he did say the people who love you, and he said it in a we, you know, mm. very, very sweet, very sweet. Uh they know that they fought with Spider-Man, but maybe all the times they saw him, you know, unmasked in their memory now, mm-hmm. he's just wearing a mask. I think that's probably how yeah, it works. Yeah, I think that's exactly the implication there. It's like everyone still remembers Spider-Man, but like they just forget the face of Peter Parker and they, they forget that they know his identity. Yeah. Um, which is, of course, what happened in uh, the comics with uh, One More Day and all that stuff. So, right. Yeah. Now, here's a question for you, MT. What about like Ghost? Okay. If, if the spirits... Mm-hmm. Because uh, we've established in Shang-Chi that people have spirits, right? And they go some. Right. Your right, spirit right. goes somewhere when you die, or a squid takes it out of your body and you you live forever in a hellish uh, purgatory that you can never escape. Um, if the ghost <laughs> of Tony Stark were to come back, or the ghost of Aunt May were to come back, would they know mm. Peter Parker? Ooh, I would say yes. Right. That's a really good question. Because, like, if they were to come back, then they weren't alive to be affected by the spell. Right. I so like therefore, that. therefore, all their memories. Yeah, no. That makes... No. I think that a Tony Stark or not May would be like, oh, yeah, hey, Peter. Why doesn't everyone remember you? This is weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is everyone being so weird? Also, I'm a ghost. Um, <laughs> it's like, we, what did you do? Dude, like, everyone hates you. No one wants to talk to you, dude. <laughs> and, and because this spell, like, closed up the multiverse, I assume it affected everyone off-world, right? Like, uh, mm. you know, Tony... Or, um, Nick Fury's probably doesn't. We assume his right. mind got wiped. Uh, Carol Danvers, mm. like her mind gets wiped of Peter Parker. Mm, that's actually another really good point. Because like, how much does this spell affect the universe? I think it only affects it on a global scale. You think? As far because as I it, can tell. Because but, but the spell undid people from other multiverses wanting to get into ours, right? Right. This is true. This is true. So I wonder, oh man, that's really, you know, yeah, it had to be on a, on a universal scale then, on a multiversal scale. Yeah. Because it's magic. people from other universes are affected. Yeah. Wow. That is a strong spell. Strong holy spell. Holy. It also makes me holy wonder, holy. like, man, it's really easy to break the multiverse if you just, right? just a damaged spell that you send out. Now, granted, Dr. Strange is a very powerful sorcerer. He's not the sorcerer. Yeah. But he is a very powerful mm. sorcerer. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, it seems like very easy to break them. The multiverse is a very fragile thing that we have to be very yeah. delicate with. Just don't just turn the microwave and the uh, toaster at the same time <laughs> while, uh, you know, just dealing with the multiverse because you might break it. Well, so the, also, MT, does this mean that the best selling novel Flashpoint no longer exists? Did that, did, uh, do all the books my just heart would be broken. I got uh, several autographs on the cover. I asked him to autograph it five times on the cover when I bought it. So I would be very upset if that is now valued at zero dollars and zero cents because of magic shenanigans. Or do you think that it's like Flashpoint, since it was a lie to start with, right? The book was a lie. Mm. It was not truthful. Mm. If every like mention of Peter Parker in the book just gets changed to Spider-Man and Flashpoint is this like sad novel about a guy pretending that he's friends with Spider-Man and he doesn't even know his real name. <laughs> and he's just like, when I was hanging out with Spider-Man, we had a great time. He just uploaded all that fan fiction. Yeah, not it's man. just a fan fiction now, right? <laughs> I would love it because that's what exactly what he would do. He's obsessed with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, 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 I'm still friends with Spider-Man. They're like, you don't even know who he is. He's like, it doesn't matter. We're not like that. I'm We're friends still friends with Spider-Man level. in my self-insert fanfic okay you can read it right now <laughs> but no that's such a good point oh man i really want to see like i hope a future mcu movie just goes into like the 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 effects of the spell like yeah. how like if that picture of uh, peter parker and tony stark what happens to that yeah. like is that just a dude that he just met he's like oh it's some kid i met at an internship and we were just really good friends that's yeah. kind of sketchy tony well yeah <laughs> i guess in theory a, a photo of peter Parker and Tony Stark could still exist, right? That wouldn't have to get mm. wiped because, like, Tony Stark's dead. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. True. So, like, the fact that these two people talked to each other at one point and Tony Stark being an internationally known figure, it would be okay for that photo to exist. There's probably hundreds of thousands of photos of Tony Stark with random people. Don't throw up gang signs. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, so, like, true. maybe that photo doesn't get wiped. I don't know. Again, every MC. You film should come with a three-hour discussion afterwards where you get to ask questions yes. <laughs> uh, and get an explainer for everything. But that's what we're here for, to figure it all out for them. But hey, moving on to our next question, we got to ask, what the thwip is what I'm saying? What the thwip is next for Peter um, in his next Spider-Man film that we you know Amy Pascal said that he's going to have? Are we going to see a Peter versus Venom scenario mm. like they teased in the post credit scene? I think so. I mean, it seems like that's that's what they'd love to set up. Um, mm. I'm, I'm worried for my boy Danny Rojas. Is he going to die? We need him to go back. Uh, Wait, who's that again? Sorry. I'm the guy who's the bartender. Uh, ah, yes. He was, uh, <laughs> he's on Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, so he's, he plays too. Danny Rojas. On uh, Ted Lasso, ah. um, but yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried about my boy Danny Rojas. Is he? I assume he's going to get infected with that little bit of goo because it can't. Oh my god! It can't the be off victim. of people for too long. <laughs> so he'll be the first victim, and he'll probably die. Mm-hmm. I mean, would love to see him stay uh, in the MCU. But do you think this this like symbiote egg that's left behind again? Uh, Venom really having a lot of kids this year. Um, Seriously, do you, think, do you think it's gonna find? Do you think it's gonna find the Eddie Brock? Uh, of this universe or go to flash maybe mm, i would absolutely love if it went to flash i've been wanting this this mcu flash to have an experience with venom because mm. i think that the venom uh, symbiote that we're getting in the venom series of uh, the personality would work very well with flash because they're just two people that want to be heroes like really badly um and so yeah uh, flash would love having venom and so i would love to see that team up honestly um, but no, Peter versus Venom seems to be very much in the cards. It's what everybody wants. Um, it's what 
you know, people wanted from the Venom films. So, like, it just makes sense for this new adult Peter who is supposedly going to college, who's starting this new adult life, to just do sort of a pull a Spider-Man 3 almost. Well, not in a, in a good way. Um, and just, uh, you know, just struggle with the anger um, that he'll probably right. be dealing with, you know, post all this memory wiping. Um, he's he's got to have a lot of anger in there. So I think that him dealing with the symbiote suit and like, you know, in, in his anger is just a very good next step for the character. But what do you think? What's next for Peter for you? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Venom is definitely seeing Venom in this universe will be interesting, um, especially, you know, if Sony's going to continue to make the like the Venomverse movies separate. Having two Venoms going at the same time might be really interesting. Can they talk to each other through their symbiote mind meld across the multiverse? Um, that yeah. that would be interesting to know, especially if like you know if this if the Venom symbiote in the MCU you know gets to see Spider Man and learn a little web action, can it transfer that to our Eddie Brock uh, in the Venomverse and he starts shooting webs all of a sudden? That would be crazy. Um, I also mm-hmm. think it makes sense with. You know, we know we're getting Gore the God Butcher in Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, that mm-hmm. could lead to the Necro Sword, which comes from mm-hmm. the original symbiote. So, you know, I, I it seems like they're they're tie, they're going to tie all this in together uh, and mm. it's going to be the long the long play for them. But, yeah, I think we're going to get some Venom. The Ferocious Five, I guess, not the Sinister Six. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do love that Venom did spend this whole movie just drinking. <laughs> Literally got drunk, <laughs> admitted he was drunk. And that's an important thing to know your limits, to know right? when you're drunk. And to exactly. be like, okay, exactly. we're going we're gonna to find a way to get to New York. Eddie, Eddie, we're going to get to New York. And then like, I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> I really did love how, like, obviously it was a little bit annoying that Venom wasn't actively in this movie after being teased in uh, Venom 2. However, I do love the fact that Eddie Brock was just like, this isn't my fight. I'm not yeah. going to go... <laughs> go after this dude i'm a good person yeah i'm just gonna get drunk and learn about this universe that Heck i'm in because yeah. i have no idea but when you brought up the the, the whole null aspect and like and all that it sort of made me think is there a possibility or is there a space where peter parker with the black suit joins the midnight suns mm. because the symbiote is like sort of you know kind of magical has magical like like links right and like maybe you could like to the to the necro sword and the necro sword has a link to the ebony blade which is what which is basically why i'm bringing this up yeah and so if the ebony blade has like sort of symbiote type of roots i think that uh dark suit spider-man would work very well on a midnight suns team with blade black knight all those people that they're probably setting up so yeah. you're not awesome. thinking about that marvel and sony Think Good about idea. it. Add it, add it, add it to the pile, it. folks. Uh, we'd love to see it. <laughs> add it to the pile of magnificent ideas me and Brandon just throw out MT's there. MT's ma- magnificent ideas that he's given away for free, folks. <laughs> free 99. For our next question, let's talk about Toby and Andrew because they are the biggest parts and the most amazing parts of this film. Because uh, And, like, it's been a while since we saw them. So what the thwip did Andrew Garfield Spider-Man do mm. to get so dark? Like, he, said, he hinted at, like, a dark past post um, and, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man too. So, like, how dark did he get? And like, what was Tobey Maguire even up to during his time away from us? Yeah, those how are dare he. Those are very like interesting questions. Uh, you know, it seemed I bet Andrew Garfield got pretty dark. Those movies are are hard on him, and he sees a lot mm-hmm. of death up close and personal uh, that can maybe mm-hmm. be blamed on him. 
But I, I bet he got pretty dark. You know, that was a kind of question I had. Like, is this real time for them? Mm-hmm. Like, has it has it been like almost 20 years for Toby where he's been swinging mm-hmm. around, kept doing things when they were listing yeah. off the villains they fought? It was fun. It was great. I would have loved to have heard ones we didn't see. You know right? what I mean? Like a little I tease. waiting for that so Like, bad, this guy man. hunted me and he loves hunting everything. <laughs> and it's like, ah! Uh, but it was still fun. I mean, everything they did was great. I, I, I really loved it. it you know, the little stroll down memory lane we had with them. I bet Garfield got pretty dark, especially if, you know, they continued the storylines they were setting up in that movie or in that franchise where there was going to be a vulture. There was going to be, you know, like a Doc Ock. They were building all this like equipment for these other things. He's experienced so much death uh, at the hands of his villains, but he doled out some death to his villains. And absolutely the message that those Spider-Mans were bringing to uh, our baby Peter one was basically like you can get your revenge, but it's not going to fix anything and you're just going to feel worse. Oh, yeah. And you're going to, you know, it's like opening Pandora's box. You you can't undo it, you know. Yes, the wisdom of experience and like being Spider-Man for so long, it teaches you that you're going to experience a lot of really terrible things. Mm -hmm. And in Andrew Andrew Garfield's case, he lost Gwen. And I'm pretty sure that Harry Gosborne got the sh- the crap beat out of oh, him yeah. um in the future oh yeah cuz like Harry my god in in both universes definitely dead <laughs> in both for sure dead oh yeah for sure like yeah that dude got beat up and like it's just i, I really love how they explore this darker nature of garfield's character yeah. because it's just it's it, it's a rational um and logical pro- progression for that character for him to have a dark phase uh literally with you know obviously we know him with the, the venom suit but like having a dark phase without the venom suit is um just uh, actually what if Andrew garfield did have the venom suit what if that's what he was teasing that'd be oh, crazy maybe. that would be nuts he, he had uh, his own it actually makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah. and venom he didn't garfield. realize it was an alien like he didn't he mm-hmm. didn't really know he just came across the suit like maybe he had his own venom saga and just like didn't bring it up he was like yeah I had venom suit, blah blah blah, and then I get happy, and I got dark, and then I dealt with it. He bought he bought an all black suit. He went out dancing at a jazz uh-huh. club. He, you know, he really got dark. He got dark. <laughs> uh, it, it really reminded me too of uh, you know into the Spider Verse uh, and kind of right. that the message there that all the Spider Men's brought to Miles that was just if you choose this life, you know, you have to do it all the way, and there's gonna be sadness, and there's gonna be tragedy, and there's gonna be darkness. Uh, and you have to push through it and you have to be the hero. You know, it was mm-hmm. the same message that, you know, Cap was trying to tell to Tony. And a lot of ways Tony was trying to tell to Peter, like, you know, Tony was always trying to protect Peter to keep him out of things. Uh, but, you know, Peter wouldn't stop and, you know, kept following, kept inserting himself into situations. Uh, <laughs> and it worked out in the end. Uh, he was yeah. blipped away for five years and stuff. And that's what Tony was trying to prevent. But hearing it from other Spider-Men, uh, really brought it home for him and that's what Mm -hmm. you know leads him to make that decision in it in the end to be like no i'll be okay on my own i need to do this on my own um without putting anyone else i love in danger which is it's it's always the tough decision spider-man has to make at the end of the day it's it's literally the whole responsibility arguments it's why we love spider-man and why we have always loved spider-man for so long it's because he's just constantly just dealing with shitty luck and like but dealing it with dealing with it in an extremely admirable and responsible right. way. That is what is super about Peter Parker. So I really love how this movie ended. It's, now, do it's you perfect. think? Do you think uh, Garfield Spider Man, going back to his universe, he's going to be like, I'm going to look up every Mary Jane Watson I can find in the phone book because <laughs> one of them's got to be for me. This seems to be it. This, this seems, seems to be, be where it. we're supposed or to be. Or every derivative, 
der- derivation of like MJ I can find uh, in New York City. I'm gonna try them all, baby. This one's a lot more durable than the Gwen's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Do you think oh, Toby was like I dated a Gwen t- Stacy too, but she's fine. I, 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 she's totally fine. She I mean, me, I saved her. She's fine. She fell and I caught her. So yeah. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know. <laughs> Certainly didn't web okay. her at, 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 in the wrong position on her body when falling at a high right? speed. It's like she's walking on two legs. Fine, fine. Perfectly <laughs> <Okay>. fine. <laughs> God. All right. But moving on, we got to ask this next question. What the thwip is next for MJ and Ned? Because mm. we saw Ned doing some weird uh, Doctor Strange stuff during this movie. So could we see Ned training in Comertage eventually? Maybe. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to Massachusetts. They're going to your, your home state MT. <laughs> I did love when... Which is just like Cambertage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like Cambertage. But with Charlie Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I did like when, when uh, you know, uh, Peter One was like, oh, I'll just, I'll move to Boston too and I'll I'll, be, I'll do my Spider-Man thing at Boston. Me too, I was time. so excited. I was like, yes, come here. I love you. The idea you. that you I'll, just I'll franchise you out your Spider-Man business. <laughs> like all the villains in New York are just going to be like, well, I guess I got to move to Boston now. Ugh. <laughs> There's no one here. Spider-Man fight fights with. the green monster. <laughs> I'm Dr. Duncan. Ah. <laughs> Dr. Duncan. Oh my, these are all we need a, a Boston themed Spider-Man need, villains need, list. I need the Sinister Six from Boston. <laughs> the Wicked Six. The Wicked Six. <laughs> to answer your question though, I I do think I do think Ned, you know, this this spell undoes everyone knowing Peter Parker, but it doesn't undo, you know, uh Doctor Strange meeting MJ and Ned and seeing Ned do a little magic. Um, hmm. And uh, I think he might, he might pop by. Now, the real question is, MT, when is Ned going to kill Spider-Man? Now that he has no <laughs> idea who he is. And he taps into his magic powers. That is powers. so true. Yeah, because yeah, like they, they do tell him um, in earlier in the movie that, yeah, Spider-Man's best friend yeah. tries to kill him. Yeah. And so Ned's just like, oh, no, I, yeah, yeah. I would never kill you. But now that he doesn't remember Peter, what if they meet again? Yeah. And then he just... And he's using oh, his magic. What if, what if Mordo gets to Ned first and is like, listen, mm. I said no more wizards, but you can stay, but you work for me now. <laughs> Could Ned become the magical version of the Hobgoblin? Uh, Ooh. Use, use real An magic. actual magical goblin. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I would love that. That would be. Oh my! That's. A, you, I think you just did something, Brandon. I think yeah. you just did something. But you know what would be also bananas? MJ teaming up with Jessica Jones. Oh, I have wanted okay. that okay. for so long because MJ is such a good investigator, and her and Jessica Jones have very similar personalities. So if Jessica Jones is coming to the MCU, come on, let's say that MJ and Jessica Jones team up. What if she turns to a life of crime and becomes the black cat? Mm. Uh, and starts oh. but i i do think mj like babe ruth did you know she called her shot she's like i'm gonna figure this out again so don't even worry do the spell i don't mm. care i'll figure out who you yeah. are i mean my thing was like why didn't peter just keep standing there when the spell got done <laughs> with his right. mask off and be like okay i know you guys are freaking out right this second but hello my name is peter parker <laughs> i am spider-man <laughs> you guys and I used want to you know two me to be my best friends <laughs> Like, I don't even know why Peter Parker's tripping for. You literally know everything about these people. Yeah, yeah. All he had to do was just sit there, talk to them for like Just make an friends hour. with them again. You're, you're 100% fine. But I think, uh, but you know, I like, think the message of like seeing MJ with the band-aid and being like, yes, I do cause yeah. this pain. I put them in danger. And they'll never stop putting themselves in danger for me because they exactly, love me. Exactly, because they love so. me. Well, we got three movies to figure it out, MD. <laughs> <laughs> 
they'll meet again for they'll sure. They'll meet it's again. It's gonna be so great yeah. when he finally says the I love yous, even though they just started dating. It's kind of weird, but hey, kids. Kids they do know, what they life, want. Life comes at you fast <laughs> when the blip happens, buddy. Right? You never know when you're gonna die, so you might as well say I love you now. And our final question of the day is is there a Norman Osborne in the MCU? Like, why is there no Oscorp in the main MCU universe? Yeah, that was kind of fascinating seeing Norman be like, there's no Oscorp here. I'm so sad. <laughs> Someone else is in my home. Yeah, did like did like the Norman Osborne and like the the MCU, did he he not pursue a life of science of science and just like he, you know, he invented some like made on T as seen on TV product and like made a billion dollars and is just like sitting on an island somewhere. <laughs> Kicking back, relaxing, <laughs> not having kids, being like, this is a great life. I'm loving it. I would like to think he's like on Shark Tank, like, yeah, yeah. no investors. I'm somewhat of a uh, genius myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm somewhat of an inventor myself. It was an interesting line because it kind of just wiped away Oscorp from the MCU. So, you know, it, it's kind of sad that maybe we're never going to see it in the MCU. I don't mm. know. Or or if they want to do Roxxon, which they already kind of have established, or if they're going right. to develop AIM again. You know, there's a lot of corporations mm. in Marvel Comics. So maybe oh, they're yeah. like, we don't need Oscorp in this universe. We'll get rid of it. Um, but it's kind of interesting because I do remember in, you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, when we saw those weapons... Uh, that got used in the final episode. Some of them kind of looked like Oscorp technology. We were kind of theorizing right. at the time. That's what they could right. be, but looks like that's a no. Or maybe Oscorp's just like not in the phone book and they're it's very secretive. I like the idea of a, a Norman that is like just up and coming. Like he's slowly mm. building up Oscorp. So okay. it's like with the Homecoming trilogy, it was essentially the origin story for Spider-Man because we didn't get that right. with Great Powerline until this very movie. So what if the next trilogy is the origin story mm. for the Goblin? And so like Peter knows how terrible Norman Osborn oh, is okay. because of uh, because of the death of his mom, of his, of his aunt, who's basically his mom. Yeah. And so watching this new Osborn rise to power will make him so angry and cause him to distrust this new man so much that um and this other Osborn will like, be like, why are you so him. mad at me? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be good. Blah blah blah. And like I, I think that's a good route to take because like Peter immediately distrusting this man yeah that um, would be really cool if instead of like harry osborne being peter's contemporary it's norman osborne and they're like almost the mm. same age peter's like I, I gotta i gotta stop this guy and everyone's like what is your problem <laughs> just chill out dude right it's like i didn't kill your aunt so yeah. my other guy did and <laughs> yeah, then it's yeah. like just kidding i'm evil too <laughs> <laughs> i wish you had another aunt for me to kill <laughs> That is it for this special episode of Inside Marvel. And do not forget to check out our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at Mastertainment. Follow Brandon at Grin and Barrick. Follow New Rockstars on all social media platforms. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you guys so much for watching. We love you guys tremendously. Flip, flip. We'll see you guys later. Goodbye. Bye. Never forget me. <laughs>